2: learn more at marines.com are we ready
0: i guess not tcl is a proud sponsor of the score north studios tcl america's fastest growing tv brand One, two, three, four. it's mackie and judd with Romy. with rami It is Mackie
1: and Judd with Rami minus Mackie. I'm Rami. There's Judd Zulgad sitting across from me. Jonathan Harrison, other side of the glass. And so much to get to between now and 6 o'clock, including... Paul Pierce picked a fight that he lost over the weekend on social media and an to odd, his face. That's a very odd fight. To we'll pick. get to that a little later this hour. I got questions. Also about that. before that, some twins talk. As always, we will wrap with Royce at 540. But the uh, Final Four and National Championship game are in town in Minneapolis at the US Bank Stadium. Judd, you were there all weekend, my friend. Yes. Am I the only one who's uh Not really feeling a lot for a national championship that's right down the street? No. Okay. No, you're not. I thought I was going. I literally, you said, let's open the show talk about the national championship. It's right in town. Yep. I was like, it's Texas Tech, Virginia, right? I had to Google it. I had to Google NCAA national championship and remind (laughs) myself. That might be a little bit much. (laughs) That (laughs) might be a little severe, but no. I swear to you. I swear. Right before we started the show, I Googled NCAA national championship.
2: So I wanted to open the show talking about this, not because of of the game, because I'm going to the game, but I really don't care about the game itself. (laughs) I wanted to talk about this because, Rami, can you think of any other, like the next sporting event that's in your town, that it's sort of cool, it's there, and people might go just to go, but the honest, unvarnished opinion is, we don't care. The Super Bowl, you do care. Like the Super Bowl, you pick sides. Right. So, so when that game was here, because the Vikings got blown out in uh, Philadelphia in the NFC title game, there were a lot of disappointed fans, and I get that completely. But you still cared. You're like, okay, I, I hate the Patriots, so I hope the e- Eagles win. Or in a lot of Vikings fans' cases, they actively r- rooted against the Eagles
1: because they hate Philadelphia
2: fans also, or hate. Them, right? It's just a Super Bowl. Yeah, like, exactly. That
1: carries a lot more weight than Final Four and NCAA championship. Absolutely, it not? absolutely. This
2: feels as close to like an All Star game as possible. You know, the All Star game is coming. There would be more juice for an All Star game. That's what I'm. My question to you and, six, five, one, and the six, listeners four, is this, six, eight, two, five, do, you, five. do you ever have a big time major sporting event in your town in which I think the majority of people might say it's cool, it's
1: there, and it brings it brings money and it brings fans, but you don't care? John, if you named any other you know, big sporting event that moves from venue to venue and city to city, year to year almost any other one as far as the major ones go super bowl nba all star weekend mlb all star weekend i'm i'm all about it i'm into it i'm there for it i would i would try and attend the events all star games i don't care but but if they're in your town they can be very
2: cool right if that makes sense i don't care as a kid i cared But now it's like, okay, the All-Star game is going to be at Target Field, which it was in, what, 2013 or so? Mm -hmm. And it was great. It was really, really cool. But that being said, if you said, do you care which league wins? My answer is absolutely not. Don't care one bit. I don't
1: care tonight. I also think it has something to do with the teams that were here for the Final Four to begin with, and now the two that are down to the national championship I was listening to uh uh Score North Live. Matthew Collar had Danny Cunningham on and he'll be there alongside you tonight He's less at US Bank than Stadium. Stadium. And he said, I just hope it's not the first team to thirty five wins. Because yep. that's the type of national championship that we're down to here. These are this is the two teams that we're left with, and really the four teams that we were left with to start the weekend, are not the most entertaining brand of basketball. If this was Zion Williamson and Duke in the national championship this would be a major happening at US Bank Stadium right now. Both I think it'd be bigger nationally and locally. If it was if it was a team and or or a player with a little bit more name value, I think we'd be we'd have a whole different feeling and there would be a whole different narrative around this thing right now, don't you think? If Duke and Kentucky had gotten through, think about that. And yeah, this is like watching
2: Watching tonight's game is going to be akin to watching Big Ten college football circa 1975. (laughs) It's going to be played by guys diving on the floor by basically fouls not being called. Because if you call a foul, you'll be blowing the whistle every second. So yes, yeah. if this was Duke, Kentucky, Zion, this is why I kept saying I want the Yankees and the Red Sox and, and all of the college basketball equivalents to get through because I didn't want this. That doesn't mean it's not neat to have the event in your town, essentially blocks from here. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be an ugly game. And I'd be very hard-pressed to find the the man or woman on the street who says, you know what I've done? I've adopted Texas Tech. (laughs) Like, if you had a team like that, right, where you said, Texas Tech, the little engine that could, I've adopted them. That can be fun. I don't but think I haven't done that anybody either. adopting
1: either of these I don't games. either. I don't either. Are we missing this? Are you more jacked up about the championship game and the Final Four being in town than Judd and I? 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. And how does this rank or, or how would it rank compared to other sporting events that might roll through town? The Super Bowl, All-Star Weekends, etc. 651 646 8255 or tweet us at score North. If you want to get in on the Mackie and Judd with Rami show your weekend at final at the final four. started for a off second. Can I just get this out? Cause I'm so upset if right people now. haven't seen it yet, yeah. you need to go see Judd and Danny on our Twitter Ugh. feed at score North Ugh. climbing to the top of us bank stadium. That was outstanding. You, sir, were in such turmoil by the time you got to the top, both in fatigue and vertigo, and I don't know if there was if there was fear in there, or if it was just the physical vertigo. Oh no, that was fear too. <laughs>
2: that was fear of pitching forward
1: down 50 flights of stairs watching the 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 progression from the start of the trek at the bottom in the in the lower bowl in the nice seats the expensive seats yeah. to you and Danny in the top seats Danny was fine he's a young strapping man <laughs> you're absolutely right
2: <laughs> I, as
1: much as well he's like well this is tiring for me
2: too and i went back and watched it and you're exactly right Danny was absolutely fine that was total bs i think he was trying I think he was trying to make me feel better, but if you watched me, watch, so so Seth, who did a great job, broke that up into like four parts on Twitter. I believe it's four mm-hmm. parts. Watch, <laughs> just watch part one and watch part four. I honestly look like I'm uh, <laughs> 44 years old in part one. I'm not saying I look good. But in part one, I look halfway. I think you look younger than your age. I look well, younger. i yeah, you that. I look pretty good. I'll my hair, sure. my hair, my hair, which is not good hair, looks okay. You have good hair. You're not wrinkly. By You're not, part, not a lot of gray. By part four, I physically look like a man who is aged six years. I look fifty, at
1: least. <laughs> So if you haven't seen it yet, go to Twitter, at Score North, and uh, just scroll through our media a little bit, and you'll see Judd in major, major turmoil as he makes his way to the very, very tip-top of U.S. Bank Stadium. I was in no way, shape, or form qualified to do that. That was your idea, too, wasn't it? It
2: was my, okay. Well, my initial idea that, that I gave to Seth was, let's go to the top and shoot me, and then the next day, I'm like, you know what, let's start down here, <laughs> and Seth's like, that's a great idea. We brought Danny, and so at first it it was fun because we got actual views of the court from different seats Mm -hmm. levels.
1: Yeah, you guys were showing like
2: if you sit here,
1: this will be your view. It's sort of productive. This will be your view, right?
2: It's sort of productive, Mm -hmm. but that last jaunt or climb up to the top of the very top of the stadium, and here's the incredible thing: there were people up there on Saturday for both those games in those seats. One, I have no idea what they could see, but two, how did they not spend the entire game not just uh, sweating from being tired from climbing them, but your palms sweat. Like, my palms were actively sweating because I was so high up, and I couldn't look straight or up. I could look down for a time, but then I basically spent most of the time staring at the concrete steps because anything else, I started to become dizzy.
1: (laughs) It's great. You have to watch it. If you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. We got a couple tweets here before your rant real quick on uh, what we were just talking about. This is from Brad. He says, I'll be watching Monday Night Baseball tonight versus the college basketball game. That's how much I don't care for the college basketball game tonight. Roger, on the other hand, says, I am pumped about the matchup in tonight's national championship game. I will admit that it's because, for the first time in many years, my Brackets champion Virginia is still alive and the game means something (laughs) to my wallet. Hashtag horse in the race. Thanks, Roger. Well, yes, of course, I hope
2: you are. But you care about the team then. I just, I don't know. This thing, where Danny's right is this is going to be 51 to to 50. It's going to be a grinder. This is going to be a grinder. It's going to be Big Ten college football circa 1978. I'm not joking. Right. It's going to be like, run the ball. Now run the ball some more. Uh, Two things off Saturday. Auburn got screwed. I don't know if you saw this, Mm -hmm. but Virginia um, takes the last Second shot, they call a foul. That was a foul, but of course they, they went back then and made it very clear that a double dribble on Virginia had been missed right before that. But the other thing was the officiating. If you're going to allow teams, and these officials did, if you're not going to call fouls throughout the majority of that game because of the style, Right. So the majority of that game was played as beat-you-up basketball. I'm going to beat you up. You're going to beat me up. We're going to take shots. But the officials didn't want to. It was quite clear throughout the majority of that game, the officials did not want to decide that game. All right. All's fair. But then you can't decide at the very end, well, that's a foul now. Can we Can we also please, in 2019, come to a really important game where it's not decided by officiating, and don't tell me that it's an HD problem, because um, the Rams cornerback flying across the field to wipe out a receiver could be seen on HD, standard def, or black and white. Right? A double dribble. You don't need you HD. Don't
1: need HD to see it. So don't dribble. tell
2: me that this is uh, well. The the officials are are victims of HD. Can we please
1: have major games decided by competent officiating? Right. I don't get it. Right. What are we doing here? I don't know. This is why I want as much officiating as possible. Now in basketball, it'd be hard, yeah. But this is why I want as much officiating as possible taken out of the hands of human beings and put into the hands of technology. You're getting, yeah. I mean, you're you're getting support now. I don't know how how technology would work in that particular instance, but I, I, the less human error there is involved in officiating, the better, the better it is for me.
2: Well, and and if you're going to introduce that human error can be part of the equation then don't not call fouls the whole game and then call a foul. Right. Like, just be consistent. Right. That's all, I think that's all coaches and athletes want, right? Mm -hmm. Be consistent. Strike zone. Be consistent. It might be a bad strike zone, but at least if I know it, I've I've got a fighting chance. The second one quickly. All right, so I stayed after Danny uh, and Seth stayed longer than I did to get the free food post game, but I left. <laughs> of I, they did. I went to a post uh, to the Texas Tech post game press conference. My kind
1: of guys, and then even oh yeah, the free food. Well,
2: and according according to Danny, it was outstanding. Uh, and, and then we went and recorded something on the floor for a Beyond the Score after the game, and then I left to catch the light rail home. Rami, I'm not kidding you. Trains going uh, towards St. Paul went by about three or four times before I decided. I'm never going to get on this train. It was so packed. What do you mean it went by? Well, they stopped, uh-huh. opened up. They were so packed. And now I'm on the platform outside the stadium, all right? So by went by, I mean they stopped, doors open up. It filled up. It's, it's already filled up. A couple of people like mashed their way in. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, I'm 49. I can't do this. But I'm noticing, here's the weird thing. I'm seeing the majority of people on these trains are probably 20-year-old kids, 22-year-old young people. And I'm like, "Hold on a second. They're coming from downtown." And at first I thought, "Well, I guess there's a lot of kids out drinking tonight." I'm sort of confused by by this. Because post Vikings games, it's busy. I'm not saying it's not busy, but you can get on anyway. Long story short. I'm talking to uh, Seth who who or to Danny who got on the train by going down to the Government Plaza, with Seth. And he's like, here's the here's your problem. And I'm like, what? He said, there was a Jonas Brothers concert at the Armory in conjunction with the Final Four. What? Now, okay, I just need a second here. <laughs> Let me get this straight. And, and by the way, by the way, before this turns in, into an all the old man rant, all right? right you had a concert um, on Friday and Katy Perry on Sunday. Off days. Great idea, right? So uh, this is not a rant about concerts shouldn't be going. No, this is this is a great idea. But can you explain to me? Can you can anybody out there, honest, if you work for the people that did this, can anybody explain to me why on God's green earth you people scheduled a Jonas Brothers and I understand they're big, all right? So uh, this is not belittling them. I didn't know the Jonas Brothers were back together. They are, and they just dropped a single like within the last month or two, I guess. <laughs> and I'm not joking. I read on, about it. The look on Jonathan's face. Jonathan, feel free to join I'm the just discussion.
1: And Judd revealed, you reveals, know that he knew exact that info. Because uh, I read about it. <laughs> wow. But anyway. Jonathan, did you know that? I was about to go to you no for info idea. on this because you have kids. I thought no, maybe. No idea. Okay. They anyway they're back together and so they've, they've
2: reunited? And they've reunited. Uh I guess Joe by himself, I don't know if he did poorly or not. I don't I don't care. But anyway, they it Sounds like you do. On it. Well, I do care <laughs> because some idiot decided that having a Jonas Brothers concert at a at a venue that is within easy walking distance of a basketball two tournament games that by the way legitimately drew 70 Plus thousand fans was a good idea. Are you complete morons? Like the Armory on Saturday night needs to be dark unless you're going to put the Jonas Brothers on <laughs> at one a.m. They got done. I guess they. I don't know when they went. I don't even care at this point. Scheduling. <laughs> listen, Minneapolis. I grew. I grew. So up, mad. I grew, well, I grew he is up here. So mad right I understand now. this town's dynamic. Okay. <laughs> I grew up here. You can't handle that much traffic. You are not Chicago. You're not New York. You're sure as hell not Los Angeles. You are a small Midwestern town that tries its hardest. But honest to God, Rami, here's what kills me. And you're a Chicago guy, okay? I don't think I've ever seen Judd this mad in my time here yet. But here's what kills me. And you're a Chicago guy, <laughs> yes. so you appreciate what the big... I'm talking about a big city. A big th- city, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. we're not one. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. to, I think Minneapolis is a big city.
2: It is a mid-major, basically. Okay, all right. Anyway, to do that... What frustrates me is this. Rule of thumb. If you could call me and say, Judd, do you think this is a good idea? And you know my answer would be, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> then don't
1: do it. You know what it was? Why this did the NCAA thinking. consult with Judd? This is
0: my thinking. Greedy. Yeah, what? The dads they, or the parents, they bring up their kids okay. to Minneapolis because they got tickets to the game. Okay. But they don't have enough tickets to bring the kids to. Now you have a place to drop your kids off
1: you got to buy tickets for that, too. Those
2: can't be easy or cheap. Uh, in fact, I don't think that they were, and I think it might have been Invitation. I think it might have been Invitation, though. Okay, well then... But the fact was... The invitation? What? Thinking. You have to be like
1: part of the Jonas Brothers fan club? I don't know. I don't know, but any, the, the fact is... Which you're obviously a part of. You know more <laughs> than you you're letting on. That they yeah. just
0: a single recently.
1: How? I, okay.
2: I That's don't right. care yeah. about anything else. I don't want these kids on the light rail. <laughs> they don't belong on the light wow. rail at that hour. Jeez, Judd. I'm trying, and listen, I'm with seventy. I'm, I'm seventy. No, only old people I'm on the with, light rail. No, dare you youngins! You I don't lie. want, light I don't want a boy rail. band.
1: I don't want a boy band playing across this. But this is common sense. You want Adult Swim time on the light rail? <laughs> <laughs>
2: want the light rail to have basketball fans and ba- only basketball fans the night of the two semifinals. How dare anyone be on the light rail that doesn't like basketball? No, I don't care if they Get like basketball or not. I just don't want a uh, 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 Susie
1: and Johnny and Marky or whatever the hell their names are on the light rail after two semifinal basketball games that draw more than 70,000. I just don't understand the reasoning of having the game going on at the same time that the concert is going on. No, like, I'm with you. Yes, if, if, thank you. If, if the final four is being played, don't you want people watching the Final Four and not in a building watching the Jonas Brothers strum very, their
0: instruments? They're probably two different audiences.
1: Okay. But why are they
2: playing anywhere near I the Final know. Four? This I'm is, saying they're But this is not an age. Audiences. This is not me being ageist. This is me being realistic about what this city can and can't handle. They can't handle two major events at the same time. <laughs> you're not big enough. You're not smart enough.
0: I'm not going to send them to St. Paul. They're going to get lost over there. You know what they
2: should have done? Because I got this tweet. I got a tweet from a guy that said, well, but it's the synergy of the whole thing. Is this (laughs) a new single? I'm not even anti-Jonas Brothers. I don't even know them. Keep going. Okay.
1: Yeah, we want you to rant over the Jonas Brothers.
0: I got
2: a note on Twitter saying, well, CBS showed the, the Jonas Brothers playing, and this is all part of the plan. It's television. Put them in Duluth. Seriously, have a big show in Duluth. Have them anywhere but within walking distance of the basket, of, of U.S. Bank Stadium.
0: Send them two hours away. We don't want them here. I love it. That's just
2: the stupidest <laughs> thing. It just drives me crazy when common sense is not applied. You t- And I would hope tonight, oh, we're dang, all smart. God. It's a Monday night. I hope we're smart enough tonight that the armory has nothing going on. Now, it's a Monday night, so everyone's going to have to go home. And, and the little kids can't be out, so that's a good thing.
1: And they can't be on your train. <laughs> when Let's you're
2: on their it. event schedule. <laughs> oh, and by the way, closest parking ramp, Saturday, 80 bucks. What? They don't have anything
1: scheduled tonight, just letting you
2: know. Okay, good. good.
1: What? Did you say 80 bucks? I
2: will, this is not going to help the listener Rami McLove, but I will find this picture for you cuz I took a picture and I actually tweeted it out if, uh, on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> there you go, my good man. Get out of here. Closest ramp, the Fleet Farm ramp eighty dollars to park on no, Saturday. Thank you. For by the way, again, two basketball games that the vast majority of people now, it's a cool event, but
1: still, the vast majority of people didn't care about. <laughs> Andy tweeted while you were ranting. He said, "The only time Judd has been angrier than this is right than he is right now was a brief 24 hour window when he thought his wife might be pregnant." That's that's <laughs> very mean spirited. I'm glad she doesn't listen to the show.
2: She's <laughs> off today, but I have full confidence she ain't listening. Let's
1: quick get in, Dave. Dave, you're on Mackie and Judd with Robbie. What's up, man? Hey, love the
2: show, love the show
1: guys. Thanks, um, Robbie. <laughs> welcome to the most uh, frustrating thing to be a local sports fan
0: of. Appreciate it.
2: Um, I don't know why everybody's so down on the on the Final
0: Four. I'm pretty excited to see uh, UMD uh, win another championship. To see who? UMD. Or- <laughs> okay, I like where you're going there, Dave. <laughs> All right. Took me a second, but I like. I, you know what? I'm with you,
2: actually. <laughs> Thanks for the call. University <laughs> of Minnesota hockey has never been, as Patrick Royce likes to say, in better
1: shape. It just happens to be the Bulldogs, not the Gophers. <laughs> okay. One thing that uh, we do care about around here is Twins Baseball, and they lost a series over the weekend, Judd, but I don't know about you. I, I liked what I saw from those Twins over the weekend, and we'll talk about that a little bit right after this. You're listening to Mackey and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500 and Score scorenorth.com. It's
0: Phil Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company reminding you to drive safe. Now, the human brain is incapable of focusing on two tasks at one time. That may come to a surprise to most of us, but we can't multitask. Here are some facts on distracted driving from the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration that might surprise you. 3,450 people died in distracted driving accidents in 2016 in the U.S. Teens were the largest group reported as distracted at the time of the fatal accident. 391,000 were injured in accidents involving distracted drivers in 2015. While cell phones are the most talked about distraction on the road... Plenty of other objects break our concentration behind the wheel. The radio, food, drinks, passengers all vie for our attention. Always make reaching your destination safely your number one priority when you're driving. When your attention is where it needs to be, you're doing your part to help everyone make it home safe today. Federated Insurance. It's our business to protect yours. Hey, Minnesota sports fans. Phil Mackey here, introducing you to the all-new Score North on 1500, where you'll find Purple Daily at noon, Matthew Collar 2-4, to four, and Mackey and Jeb with Rami from 4-6. to six. Over at scorenorth.com, that's S-K-O-R, in addition to great written content, you'll find some of the most entertaining local Minnesota sports podcasts, Purple Podcast, Raised by Wolves, Myron Medcalf on hoops, Touch them all, Roycey Unchained, and plenty more. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at Score North. Minnesota sports, anytime, anywhere. Judd, I have bad news for you. We've Uh got a concert in town. Oh, great.
1: Where? 7
0: p.m. Where? It's uh, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes at the Dakota Jazz Club.
1: I don't know who those people are or where that place oh, is. Oh, really? That's not a bad. Oh, that's not a bad. Judd knows them. I might go he to the show. He knows the Jonas
2: Brothers and these guys. <laughs> I might. I might blow off the Judd's game. Just going to skip the game. But you know what? That's not going to lead to a bunch of kids staying downtown too late and then taking my place on the light rail. So I'm fine with it.
1: Well, everybody, I'm Poor assuming who listens to that band is your age. So it'll yeah, be, they gotta get, it'll, get home. It'll be Adult Swim on the so light again, rail. they gotta get home.
0: Ageism come into play here for Jed. Thank you, Judd. <laughs>
2: Curfews. That's what I need. I need curfews. If the youngster, you you're know what, if a you're thing, they just don't follow. if you're 23 or or under, you have to be off the light rail by, let's say, 10 p.m. Realize our
0: you're social setting media curfews? guy wouldn't be able to be on. You're setting curfews phone. for people
2: who are 23? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going These up a little bit. These are
1: adults. These are grown-ass men go and, and women. You can go and
2: drink, uh, but you have to listen, be home Ronnie, by 10. I remember being 23. I was an adult on, on my license only. I, at the age of 23, I sure didn't act
1: like an adult. We were going to talk some twins here, but while we're at it, what what else would you restrict age-wise, Mr. Judd <laughs> well, I'm again? only talking
2: about Saturday. I don't care about the rest <laughs> of the time because I'm not downtown. If it doesn't affect me, I don't care. Okay, well,
1: let's, let's say... Uh,
2: I want to be I want to be the mayor when it impacts me. The rest of the time, I want nothing to do with it. So this is not like Judd Zoligad for major changes. This is just when, when the mood strikes and I'm getting... And there's too many kids on the train. I'd like to find a way to have them not on the train.
0: All right, we got don't a tweet. I want to know about the mood striking with Judd.
1: Simon tweeted us during the break. He said, "Best at Jay Zolget rant of all time." Since that one caller complaining about the Wild and Zucker in that one promo. Oh, Dave! <laughs> Good old Dave.
2: Yeah, I, I had some back in the day. I had some epic Wild meltdowns. I've uh, I've curtailed those a lot because, well, now I just don't care as much. It just doesn't matter. It anymore. does exactly. <laughs> at some point in time, you throw up your hands and you're like, "It just doesn't matter as much."
1: You're absolutely right. (laughs) Well, we're a long way from it not mattering when it comes to the Minnesota Twins. And by the way, if you missed Judd's rant in the first segment of the show, the podcast will be up shortly after we're done here. And you can uh, find all the Score North programming wherever you download podcasts, on your uh, Spotify, on Alexa. Just say, "Score North," Alexa, open Score North. And uh, earlier today, we had some Twins programming, the Score North Twins show, myself and Derek Wetmore talking about your baseball team. You can find stuff like that by searching Score North Twins, Score North Vikings for Vikings programming, so on and so forth. But uh, Judd, I don't know about you, but despite falling two of three to the the Phillies over the weekend, uh-huh. I liked what I saw from the Minnesota Twins. Friday was ugly. Uh, I'm going to blame that on weather and just say they should have a roof on that place and move it along. <laughs> um, but Saturday and Sunday, I thought were really well-played games by both teams and That's one of, if not the best team in the National League in the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that came into the year with 4-1 to World Series championship odds, and the Twins went blow for blow with them, including Saturday, a hard-fought win, and then Sunday, you were a perfect throw from Andrew McCutcheon away from that thing, at least going to extra innings.
2: Yeah, you know, this team so far, and I give them credit for this, is compelling and fun to watch. How much fun as a baseball fan? How much fun was the Barrios Reese Hopkins at bat? Awesome. Hoskins, awesome, not Hopkins. Hoskins at, at bat, which yes, it ended up with a Hoskins home run, but that to me, that's baseball. Like that's where that's where baseball has something on most sports because that matchup was just. I he hit that ball and it went out, and I'm like my god was that fun <laughs> i mean it's a home run against the twins and i get it if you're a twins fan it hurts but that's where you get to that's where you get to a point where that was a price of admission type of at bat
1: right yeah absolutely and then the the pitching duel on sunday with elfin or ef how is it eflin or elfin the the philly starter i'm not sure and uh and barrios that was yep that was as good as you're going to get as far as a, a pitching duel goes. I was I was really encouraged by the weekend of baseball I watched from the Minnesota Twins, despite the fact that they dropped two of three.
2: Now, the one thing that I'll, I'll say, and I think that you're going to agree with me on this, that made that series, at least the last two games, fun, too, is people can complain about National League rules all Thank they, you. they want. Thank you. But you know what? As Rocco admitted, and he's right, there's more to it. And I love that stuff. And I know it's subtle and people be like, oh, who cares? Just move. And baseball has its problems. But there are subtleties of decision making that aren't problems that I think are great fun. Yeah. And I think the double, I know, the double switch. I've heard I those. Love oh, who ca- double who switch. Who cares about the double? Oh, oh you're going to lose the double switch. Who cares? Stuff like that to me
1: is entertaining. My heart was fluttering when I saw the double it switch. It makes me a geek, but I, I embrace that. I embrace that. I love it. Yeah. Not only do I embrace it, I love it. Bring it up to Phil tomorrow, I and it. I think
2: Phil's going to roll his eyes and be like, "Ah, who cares?" But the fact the fact that you have to make more decisions quickly to me adds
1: intrigue. Absolutely. Yeah. I th- and and if you're if you're like me and and, and like Judd. You're sitting there playing the game along with them yes. in your head while you're watching on TV. And, and you're, I don't know, I, I sort of go through the roster in my head and I go, okay, what's what's available to them here? What what sort of combinations can they work? Would a double switch work? Do they just need a pitching change? Do they just need a pinch hitter? I mean, that to me is, is what makes baseball interesting. The pitch to pitch out to out dynamic of, of the strategy that goes into it. And you still have that in the American League with the DH, but there's just so much more of it yes. in the National League. It makes the game that much more engaging and that much more entertaining to me. It's just more fun. Absolutely. And I when we talk about these rules changes in baseball, like if, if you really just if you really just Boiled it down to its simplest form, and and take whatever rule change you want—the three batter minimum, universal DH, whatever whatever it is that Rob Manford is trying to implement. As, what it boils down to is, will that really get young people watching? Because that's what Rob Manford wants. Are people, are young people who aren't going to the ballpark right now really going because the DH is universal? Are they really going to the ballpark no, or turning no. on their TV because there is a three pitcher minimum? All right, I'll. <laughs>
2: I'll go down this path with you in a few different ways. They need, yes, for the sake of trying to get young fans who whose attention spans are shot, much like mine now, they need to do things to speed up the game. But I think, I, I honestly think that, even though baseball is not thinking in these terms, that they are making some changes, For people like us, just to speed up the game so it's not so ridiculously long. So Terry Francona, every time now doesn't come out, guy gets an out, I take him out. Next guy gets an out, he comes out. So as far as what needs to be done to get the young fan, I I think it goes well and above what we've talked about. Because I think the young fan... Needs a speedier game. But the young fan also needs, and, and this is where baseball struggles so much, it needs to have players that that people gravitate towards, right? Basketball's brilliant at that. Right. They've got players. And the sad thing is, again, and, and perhaps it's going to change. I don't think so. But Mike Trout's off to a phenomenal start. Mike Trout right now is just out of this world. Do a lot of people know? I don't know. I don't think so. But baseball baseball's fighting a fight on different levels as far as as what's going to get the young fan engaged. And then I, I think the fight also of keeping people like us engaged as our attention spans continue to decrease because of the world in which we
1: we live in today, which has obviously changed. I think baseball's problem not that not that there aren't problems with the game, the pace of the game, the length of the game. That, that could be addressed and, and could be tweaked and fixed. I think baseball's problem more than anything, and they should really try this before they try to change the game, is accessibility. And I mean that by how much it costs to get into the ballpark and buy a beer and, and whatever else goes in, by get parking, and also make it... Av- yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous a point. that I buy ML, the MLB ticket on TV or I buy MLB TV on my phone or my tablet or whatever the case might be, and I can't watch my team. That your local team is blacked out, like what? And why don't they lift that rule? I have no idea because that's been talked about before. I have no idea whatsoever. And just the blackout rules in general are are kind of ridiculous. They make it they make it a challenge for you to find and watch their sport. Why? Yes. What's the point of that? On I think it was on Friday, uh, the Brewers were playing the Cubs on on the MLB alternate, which I have through my YouTube TV subscription. And I'm going through my guide, and it says Cubs Brewers on my guide. I click on it. We're in I'm in Minneapolis. I'm in uptown Minneapolis. I click on it, and it says this game is blacked out in your area. Why? Can they, they even? Why on earth can would they do that? that? I don't know. I don't know why. Now, I,
2: I, now I know. I know for a fact that like the Cubs can black out games in Des Moines. Like they declare territories, but I would think that if you are in, if you are in a city that's got a big league team that the Cubs or the Brewers should have no rights to that territory. Right. So if they say, well, we would like people in Minnesota not to watch our games, if I'm baseball, I come back and say, sorry, that's the Twins' right, not yours. So get lost. All Cubs fans and Brewers fans can watch all their teams' games in that market.
1: Right? You would think so, but again, their blackout rules make no sense but baseball across the board. If you sat down and read Major League Baseball's blackout rules yeah. top to bottom... There would be things in there that would make your ears bleed. Baseball, though, and, and there's a lot of companies in 2019 guilty
2: of exactly this. Baseball, it seems like they want to dip their toe in being young and hip, but they don't don't want to dive in. And that's where, unless I'm wrong here, that's where, to me, the NBA is so smart. The NBA says, okay, we know that we're young and hip, and, and people like us and certainly uh, fans gravitate towards superstars. So let's embrace that, which seems really smart, right? Mm-hmm. Baseball's always like, well, we're going to do these two things, but you're not. We're not going to do these three. Baseball's caught in this weird area of just go for it. Just go for it, to your point. Lift these stupid restrictions. People, people now, the fans that they so desire and want, how many of them even have cable satellite? They don't, right? Right. A lot of them have what you have. So make this game in any way, shape, or form necessary, accessible as possible to all of those people. Because guess what? They go out to eat and they put their phone on the table and watch something. Mm-hmm. So, but you're telling me, oh, but the twins don't want that. And, and it's an archaic reason. The reason is because they're afraid. That if you watch the Twins game on on your your mobile phone, that you're not going to be watching Fox Sports North on TV, and and if you and if you are a ratings household, it's
1: not going to generate. Then that's just stupid, though. That do, it doesn't work that way now. Moving to the future with us here at Score North, Major League Baseball. Yeah. That's what we're asking you to you're do. You're right. Yeah. That's that's what we're doing, and that's what we want. Major League Baseball but to do, but but and we're doing that for a reason. Like we're not, we're yeah, doing, right. You know what I mean, right? But baseball is still dragging it its feet. But but if any if any
2: major sport has a compelling case to do it, it's baseball. Yes, like they ain't okay. I shouldn't say that they're not healthy because they are. They make millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, just look at the Mike Trout contract. Yeah, and so, tell me they have money problems, right? So saying that they're not healthy isn't correct. But saying that they're maximizing the audience they want is incorrect, too. Right. So you're right. You should have, when you pay as much as you pay for all of these various services, you should have every opportunity to watch any game
1: that you want. Like when you when you have a product that you're trying to sell and it's not selling, the first question you should ask yourself is, is this a good product? And if the answer is yes, then you ask yourself, Okay, are we just not doing a good good enough job of telling people how good this product is and making it accessible to them? The Major League Baseball product to me, I think, is fine, but we don't really know until you market it right and make it accessible to people. I told you guys about last night, the A's, they were celebrating, I think, the 50th year at the Oakland Coliseum or whatever it was. So they they literally gave away tickets for a... It was a Tuesday or a Thursday night school during the school year. On a night where they normally would sell about 10,000 tickets, they had damn near a sellout. They had almost 42,000 people in there because people wanted to go watch baseball, and the A's made it affordable. I'm not telling the Twins or anybody else to make the tickets free, but if you cut ticket price in half and you have a full stadium, isn't that better than having a quarter full stadium at full prices? Like... this is just common sense, making more accessible to people. The popularity will grow and then you can raise the prices again.
2: So I had this very discussion about college athletics on Saturday night with somebody else. And I believe we were talking about the Gophers and the your points exactly were brought up. The feeling of some and, and this is not me. OK, so I'm telling you the message. So don't jump me because I agree it's dumb. The feeling of some is we would rather charge premium prices and get people to pay that and not have a full stadium as opposed to charge cut rate prices, have a full stadium, and not be getting the premium prices. Now, my comeback to that is, but don't you want to sell merchandise and concessions? Because the more people who come in, right, Mm -hmm. the more foam fingers that you might sell or hoodies or beers or hot dogs or pop. But there is a marketing faction of people that believe that the most important thing is to charge the premium prices and get people to pay those, even though it means your stadium's not full.
1: Also, let's say, let's say you have a dad who doesn't want to pay premium prices, so he doesn't go to the game. Now, little Johnny, you just lost a potential future baseball fan because Dad never wanted to take him to the game. that it cost $50 a ticket or whatever it cost, and $25 to park, and $6 for a hot dog, and $9 for a soda. You just lost a potential future baseball fan because you wanted to charge premium prices. Here's another problem, too. And and this
2: is not a Twins problem. It's the city. Did you know that the parking ramps that, that are adjacent to Target Field Charged $13 per game last year. And after a bad year, they have raised... And and once again, this is not the Twins, all right? So the Twins don't control this. So I'm not saying that the Twins are gouging. It's the city of Minneapolis is. They have raised their prices per game to park for a baseball game. 81 home games, $15 per game. So if you park in their ramps, which are very convenient and adjacent to the ballpark, but let's just say there's a lot of people that like to be close, right? Right? Fifteen bucks per game. So now, if you factor that in, and you're going to a game, which is not cheap to go to, now if your dad and you're saying, okay, my family, I'm going to take them to three games this year, forty five dollars right there in parking alone for baseball.
1: Right. Yeah,
2: seems crazy Just to me. make it more
1: accessible, market it better, and let's see if that works without changing the game dramatically. I'm all for
2: changes That's too. Cool. I'm I am going for both here. But for but, I, but I'm with your but I'm with your off the field ideas. I think your off the field business strategy ideas are really sound. Thank you. Well, the the TV one is just stupid. Rob Manfred, if you're listening, you know what? I'm disappointed too. I thought he was going to be really good. So I that. thought he was going to be really progressive and good, and 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 surround himself with young people who are very smart. And so far,
1: I'm underwhelmed. I'm very underwhelmed. Very, very underwhelmed and that's with too bad, Manfred. I'm with you. That's, uh, I'm 100% with you. Uh, the NBA world is apparently underwhelmed with Paul Pierce. Oh, this, oh, yeah. He opened a hornet's nest this week, or this weekend, I should say, and we'll, uh, we'll open that hornet's nest right back up, right after this, on Mackie and Judd with Rami, on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com.
2: It says Dwayne Wade isn't here to defend his honor. I'm <laughs> no, here. No, I'm not Dwayne Wade. No, it's my turn. My turn. my turn. Don't backtrack. Don't backtrack. He's made All-NBA First Team twice. Paul hasn't done it. He made All-NBA eight times to your four. He's made All-Defensive Team three times to your zero. Ooh, zero. He's won one scoring title. You weren't able to win a scoring title. That's
1: too bad. He has three rings. You have one ring.
0: Ooh, three is bigger than one.
1: That was, uh, NBA on ESPN. This is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new Score North on 1500 and ScoreNorth.com. What prompted that savage thrashing from Jalen Rose to Paul Pierce right there with Michelle Beadle as the hype man, as Paul Pierce that was put it? mean? Right after, uh, that we cut off that clip. Paul Pierce had had enough and he was like, look at the hype man over here to Michelle Beadle. Yeah. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> but what prompted all that was, I think it was, was it Friday or Saturday? I'm not sure. I think it was the day before. Yeah, it was, I think, Friday night. Michelle Beadle asked Paul Pierce, which is kind of a setup to begin with. So mm-hmm. I, I feel a little bit bad for Paul Pierce here. But and Michelle Michelle Beadle asked Paul Pierce who he thought was better, Paul Pierce or Dwayne Wade. And w- was the segment billed as
2: such? Like, it, it was billed as...
1: It was like an either-or segment.
2: Okay. So like he was supposed
1: to give a hot take yeah. or something. Yeah, and Paul Pierce said, yeah. I'm 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 better than D Wade. Give me Shaq. Give me give me a, What do you think an athlete's gonna a, give say? Give me LeBron right. and, and Chris Bosch in their prime. Yeah, I would do everything D. Wade did, and Twitter just tore D. Wade apart. Like I would read you some of the tweets. Paul Pierce. Or actually, I keep saying Chris Paul. Paul Pierce. I would read you some of the tweets, but it was mostly gifs and memes, which probably don't work on the radio. Yep. But NBA Twitter this weekend just savaged Paul Pierce, like, ruthlessly, and then it peaked with Jalen Rose and Michelle Beadle, two people who are supposed to be his friends, doing what you just heard right there to his face, and if you could see Paul Pierce's face while Jalen Rose was doing that, somebody on Twitter, again, it was a lot of memes and gifs and whatnot, somebody on Twitter, they they did they did that thing where you they zoomed in on Paul Pierce's face while Jalen Rose was reading all these things with the sound of silence by Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> playing over it. And and you just see Paul Pierce's soul leaving his body. It was amazing. How wrong was Paul Pierce? He's way wrong. I mean, you just heard Jalen Rose lay out the case right there. He's way wrong. He's absolutely wrong. Like, I think if if you're Paul Pierce, Jonathan's right in,
2: in that a pro athlete, especially one, if he was still playing, is not going to give in and concede on that one. But I think if you're a player in the studio... Don't you got to think that through a lot more than, yeah, I'm better. I I get the competitive nature, but when you know it's going to be that wrong, don't you have to say to yourself, yeah, you know, I might think I was pretty damn good. And Paul Pierce was, but I'm not going to say that. And well... Don't you got to be a little bit smarter about now? Now it might've, it It did exactly what the network wanted it to do. Not
1: what Paul Pierce wanted it to do.
2: No, but it got the, but if he, but if he does concede and say, yeah, I was really good, but Dwayne Wade was better than me, then it gets no attention. I don't think. So I get why the network loves this, but to your point,
1: it ain't like it was super, super close. No, so it, it's really not close right. at all. Like even, even if now I agree with what Paul Pierce says that, you know, the, the circumstance and, and the pieces around you certainly have some bearing on, on how good a player you are. And if Paul Pierce did have Shaq early in his career and then LeBron and Chris Bosch in his prime, yeah, Paul Pierce probably has a better resume than what we're looking at today, right? But that better than D Wade? No, no way in hell. Like, like, I've talked before about how there've probably been guys who could have been great quarterbacks in the NFL who just didn't have the offensive line, they didn't have the system, they didn't have the receivers and the the weapons around them to to really flourish and show what they could do. But that would be like me saying David Carr is better than Tom Brady. You know what right. I mean? Like I think But that's that, what I'm saying. If I it's think that, David Carr could have been great if he was put in the right situation. But if it's that but, crazy
2: then what then then you got to think it through more.
1: Right. But I have a feeling that this didn't just come up on the air out of nowhere. They have production meetings like we do where they discuss what they're going to say. Paul Pierce could have said before they even got to the air, like guys. You're putting me in a sticky situation with that question. Maybe we don't do that on the air. They brought it up in the production meeting, and Paul Pierce is like, "Hell yeah, I'm better than D. Wade. Let's bring this to the desk." You know, you know what yeah. I mean? And then, and I don't think he's Jalen peeling the parts, great. I don't think he saw the 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 backlash and the thrashing that he was going to take when he said it. That's how I don't want to say delusional, but that's how. No, I think that's a good word. That's how delusional Paul yeah. Pierce is. Thanks very fair. He thought this was at least close enough. That he wasn't going to get embarrassed and thrashed on NBA Twitter for three days, and then have Jalen Rose read Dwayne Wade's resume to his face with Michelle Beadle as the hype man. But you
2: know what? Again, again, this is what, like, like it or not, makes the NBA so successful. That oh, so good. But, it, but seriously, it's just this is a league now that's just a series of of arguments, soap operas, right? Yeah. Like you have some. Name me a week in the last, I don't know, six months where the NBA hasn't, and and they have not all been raging fires, but name me a time in the last six months where the NBA has not done a good job of creating something during the course of a a week, whether that be uh, teams, league, broadcasts, they are geniuses at continuing, at getting attention and hype and controversies. They are. They're
1: complete geniuses. I don't know if you remember, but this is not the first time that Paul Pierce has been savaged by NBA Twitter. Remember in his last year in the league when Draymond Green and microphones picked it up, roasting Paul Pierce, sitting on the Clippers bench, telling him, you ain't Kobe Bryant. You don't get a farewell tour and all these no, standing ovations. Oh, I don't. No, I forgot about grilled, that. Grilled. I mean, roasted him. I'm looking at the video clip right now, and it's it's like 30 seconds of Draymond Green. They were lining up for a free throw, and Paul Pierce was on the bench talking crap. And it was his last it was his <laughs> okay, last okay, year okay, in yeah. the league. I, uh, yes. He might have even been in street clothes and Draymond Green just roasted him for like a good You 30 don't get a seconds. tribute video. Yeah, you ain't Kobe Bryant. That was the famous you see? That was the famous line from it. You ain't Kobe Bryant. I got support from Draymond. <laughs> you don't get a tribute video. You weren't good
2: enough to get a tribute video?
1: <laughs> Maybe you get a card, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, a part of me feels bad for Paul Pierce because he's a hell of a basketball player. But now twice but he set himself up for this. He's just been destroyed. But he's this just, is his fault. He, it kind of is. He brought this on. It kind of is. And his you know fault. what he did?
2: He got himself more attention because he went this route. That's what I'm saying. Is, is does he believe it thoroughly or or because if he had said, hey, you know, I was good, but D Wade, man, way better. Who that pays attention? No, that
1: does nothing. That, Who does pays attention. that doesn't move the needle at all. But
2: if you did what he did, yep. the more I think about this, people are like, "Oh hell no. I'm yeah. going to get on Twitter. It was so good. And that's what makes Twitter so great. And I know people hate it, but you can get at a person. I was
1: literally in tears multiple times this week just reading the savagery on Paul Pierce. Your gal could not NBA. have been pleased. <laughs> Being the number
2: 1 Dwayne Wade fan. Well, she enjoyed the aftermath. Oh, I'm sure she did. She
1: loved the aftermath. She was DMing me most of the aftermath. That's how I was seeing it, and we were taking great, great joy in it. We'll hit a quick break. On the other side, we're a couple weeks now into Justin Morneau's broadcast career. We'll talk about that and just what you want in a color announcer. You're listening to Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. I think you're talking about something here, Judd. Oh, <laughs> Which one? Which one? pro. Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Nobody told me. <laughs>
1: Your friends at
2: CertiPro pro, pro painters. Okay, I got a question for for you. I've been waiting all day to talk to you about this. A simple question. How many of you out there just aren't good at projects around the home? Okay. I'll go first. I'm Judd and I am bad at home improvement projects. And guess what? This includes painting. But guess what What else? It doesn't matter because I've got my friends at CertiPro Pro Painters on my side. In fact, a couple weeks back, they came to my house. They didn't paint one room. They painted two rooms. They painted the bath and also our guest room. And I'm going to tell you right now, those rooms look fantastic. And guess what? It took me saying, I can't do this, who can and the fact is, the folks at Certapro Painters can. And now it's your turn to contact uh, the fact the folks at Certapro and feel the same satisfaction I did. Maybe it's a room or two that that you needed to get painted, or perhaps the exterior work done on your home this spring or summer. It helps that each Certapro business is independently owned and operated, so it's right here in our community. I urge you to schedule your free estimate online at Certapro.com or by calling eight hundred Go Certa. That's eight hundred Go Certa. C E R T A. Secure your spot now on CERTA Pro Painters Spring Painting Schedule. Slots are going to fill up fast. Again, your, get your free estimate online at CERTAPRO.com or by calling 800GO CERTA. That's CERTA with a C. CERTA Pro Painters, we do painting, you do life.